Fix your mind and you matter, you matter and your time, it's a perk. Perkalicious definition, make them prices bogo. It's a perk. P-E-R-K-S, let us help you with the rest. Child, you better not stress. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk. Yo, 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 people. Welcome back to our Perks Podcast. It's your boy, Devious. And it's your girl, Asia. And today we have absolutely no agenda whatsoever. We're going to just be ranting and rambling and talking to you about things that have seemed to be seemingly important to us these past couple of weeks. So to begin with, as you all know, we don't say how you're doing. We say, how's your health? We don't say, how's your health, actually. We say, how's your mental? I'm on, I'm on Netflix, but what the hell? So. Asia, how is your mental? I am doing good. Chicago, I know it's fall season, but the weather has been great, so I'm not hating it. How are you doing mentally? How am I doing? One to ten today, I'm a solid 30, people. I am amazing, and we'll get into why I'm amazing. So, to start this off with, let's get into, let's get into a conversation called the broke versus the ratchet. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and of course, I'm neither. That will be our counterpart who convinced me after I said no to plenty of people to go to New York City again, right? Listen, so if there's anything you know about me or that you should know about me, it's when I travel. If I can't afford to travel how I want to travel, I ain't going. However, other people like me i always sorry to cut you off i ball on a budget so i thought this would be a fun little trip for my partner here to have a trip that is more on the inexpensive side so on my end when i thought of new york because we went to NYC, so we just stay in the NYC area, New York City. Um, I was like, an expensive bodega. We're going to be tourists. Or we're going to take the subway. We're not going to eat at like the fancy, fancy restaurants, you know. We'll try like a little ramen spot that maybe oh. got like 3.5 stars instead of four. <laughs> so... Before I was really interrupted, people, she decided to take me on a broke people's trip. And keep in mind, I budget very well, so if I can't afford it, I won't go. So we started off this trip with booking hotels. And the first hotel she had me to book was like, it was like sister hotel to the Super 8 in so many words, right? No, it wasn't. It was the Fairfield. Not the first time. It was not the Fairfield. It was not the Fairfield. It we, was something yeah. that was under Marriott. So it has to be the Fairfield. Marriott got bum hotels too. Whatever the case may be, guys. She had me at the sister hotel of a Super 8 and a Ramada. So, you know, I dealt with that mentally for a good two weeks. And one day I was at work. I'm like, nope, I can't do it. So I just messaged her. I'm like, yo, I'll pay y'all extra $40 total because it was literally legit a $40 difference. I'm like, I'll pay all difference, but we're going to stay in something nice. And we sit at a nice place, right? Everything was going fine. But 
as she said, she went to New York and she wanted to eat at McDonald's. People, I got McDonald's okay. at home. So it's not on me. I did not have McDonald's when we went to NYC. I don't even eat McDonald's like that. Thank you very but much. Okay, still shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not just he was being considerate for me per se. We were traveling with other people, and you want to be considerate for everybody. You kind of want to put in tune what everybody's price range is. And since he didn't know the person, I didn't want to be like, yo, this man can't spend, you know, blah, 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 you know, certain amount of money. So I was just like, okay, it's me. I want to go to a bodega. We going to have street meat. We going to eat from one of them carts. <laughs> And that's where she had the game real twisted. She saw <laughs> during this COVID number nine pandemic, how <laughs> about to eat anybody's street meat or falafel? There was no way. That was no way <laughs> on God's green earth. I was gonna do such a thing. I would never. And so, we did it. We did it. It was just a joke because I really wanted him to be like a tourist. But I am proud of you. He did take the subway. Like we. Practically took the subway like every day. But and that's like when it was like really late and then we took an Uber back. And if you know me, my budget for vacation includes Uber. If I can afford to go, I can afford to go. The subway, me? And I have nothing against so If I live there, I have nothing against the subway. I would be a subway crazy man. But I was only there. We were there for what, three, four days? Yeah. Like, nah, we can't do Uber. We can't budget a little $150 on Uber all together. Then guess what? This trip ain't meant to be. So I did Uber quite often. I subway. I'm glad that she made it seem like I subwayed all the time. If you know me, I subway four times, tops. That's fine. You were on the subway. I was on the subway. But I did get to show her a ramen spot. What you thought about the ramen? It was ramen. It wasn't spicy enough for me. But the place was nice. It was cute. Well, <laughs> can I down talk about ramen? I will say this. The reason why she didn't think it was so good is because I set the expectations really high. And when we first got there, the guy's like, oh, we can't sit you guys down because... We knew we arrived at like 9.30. Yeah, something like that. And the place closed at 10. But we would have got there at 7.30. But one of us decided that we wanted to go get our toes done and our nails done and all that kind of stuff. So, again... <laughs> We're there late. And so I up talked this place. I'm like, y'all, she's she found some ramen spot, ramen Korean, something. I'm like, nah. If it, it ain't here, really good reviews. I'm like, if it ain't here, I don't want it. This the ramen I'm used to. So we sat there, y'all. She waited it out like a soldier. We waited for that ramen. And when we got when we finally got it, I was so disappointed. I'm like, this is not the same ramen. And I think honestly, in my opinion, I think it changed. I don't think it was as good because of COVID. I think COVID like messed up the flavor some kind of way, but it's usually really good. Like the fried chicken even wasn't good. And you know me, I'm a stereotype. I love me some fried chicken and that fried chicken, it wasn't the, it wasn't the tastiest. So yeah, I got to take her. And then one of my close friends, um, he came up and he hung out with us from New Jersey. He had never eaten at that ramen place either. So then I felt really bad. I'm like, I've talked to them about this ramen place forever. And here they go. Like it's nasty. But I <laughs> pretend like it was so good and I was just so disappointed 
Yes, he would not leave from that spot. Because the guy was like, oh, we're going to give you all a call till we have a seat available. So we legit sat outside. So they may have called us. You just come call my name outside. I'm right on your porch. Yeah, yeah. it was fun it was nice it was a really nice trip um she also had a friend her friend that she invited he was a cool guy but he brought his niece and i thought that that was going to be like one of those oh we got to do kitty stuff but no it really wasn't like i hardly ever saw her well i saw her often but you know we didn't really do adult things because yeah she was older um so she could stay in the hotel like when she didn't feel like hanging with us so that was perfectly fine but the thing that I do want to really bring out, um, especially from this trip, is how to travel with friends on different budgets. That is really the thing I want to bring out. So sometimes you can't do, well, okay, so this is not my first time in NYC. So it wasn't nothing I really planned or was looking forward to doing. Um, it was my friend that was his first time out there. So I really wanted to show him different things that I guess he wanted to see. So I was kind of on his flow and what he wanted to do. But to keep in mind, people talk about it, had communication. So we probably set up this trip. Maybe it took us like three weeks or so to set up. We were back and forth trying to find hotels, trying to look for our flights and things like that. We had a group chat so everybody could figure out what was their price points and things like that. So if you set out your budget ahead of time, you would kind of know what you're spending when you get there. Um, another thing that was a big fuss for us was a car because everybody were flying in from different areas so for me i was the first one to get there but i don't care i don't care i have to sell away and i got to the hotel whereas he was flying in from new jersey so he got a car because his niece was coming in later and he didn't want her to be on the subway so that's why he got the car but other than that we didn't use the car for the rest of the weekend i wonder how much you pay for that car i don't know Hmm. I do not yeah, parking and all of that. Oh no, no, That's yeah. I'm not getting a car unless I'm going upstate or I'm going to Philly or something. Other yeah. than that, I'm not gonna rent a car. So that's one thing. I think you really don't need a car in NYC. If you have a cell phone, you got internet connection, you got maps, you got Siri, ways, all these different ways you can get around town. You really don't need a car in my opinion because then you're gonna have to factor in parking and parking in nyc can range from 20 to 50 dollars depending on what time you're trying to park your car um the hotel that we had they didn't have valet but i bet you if they did it would have been like 30 dollars a night because we were pretty much two blocks away from town square that's cheap i'll say probably 50. yeah because we were really close to the Times square area um, another thing which drove me crazy, which I tried to do with you all, we tried to discuss our priorities, as in what we wanted to do, which drove me crazy with y'all was every day, we were like, what do you want to do today? As in, I put in the group chat, here are things that we could do each and every day, but every day we were discussing with each other, what you want to do today? 
that drove me crazy. So please just plan ahead or have some have something in mind what you want to do because um, now during Rona and during COVID and stuff like that, um, some of the things closed really really early. Yeah. Be- yeah. So everything closed really early, or now you have to make reservations to everything. So that's another thing to keep in mind when traveling. Um, So yeah, just have a game plan of what you want to do. Another thing that I had in mind was organize what you want to spend so you know how to budget or if you feel like you want to put everything on a credit card and play later that's perfectly fine and well i'm not judging judging you if that's what you want to do live your best life you know well like i told her my budget is i'm gonna spend what i'm gonna spend some days i'm gonna spend five dollars who knows so yeah i mean my whole thing is if you got to do a but so my thing is with me with trips the difference between me planning a trip is my friends we don't set budgets it's like we'll go with the floor so i'm a stupid expensive we're like nah we ain't paying for that but for the most part we don't necessarily need a budget because it's like especially for new york like it's impossible to set an accurate budget for new york because you may say okay i want to spend 30 dollars a day on food and you may end up with a taste for some mr chow's and when you got that taste for mr chow's you about to spend at least $100 on some great Chinese food. And so, therefore, that's why we didn't eat at no Mr. Chow's while we was there. So therefore, you need to be open to different accommodations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, guys. Speaking of New York, uh, speaking of the queen of New York, actually, I want to take a time. If you guys know me, you know that I'm like one of the ultimate Mariah Carey fans, right? So I... I love her music because a lot of it I can resonate with a little bit. But like, so her book, I was on the fence of, oh, do I really want to read a Mariah Carey book, right? So my friend convinced me. They're like, hey, let's just do a, let's do a um, book club and let's read it together. Me and book Wait, club. you in a legit book? How many people in this book club? Listen, it's a group. It's a group. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not going to do the book club thing, but I'm going to read the book on my own. Because I will tell you this, Mariah Carroll was using some big words. I was like, I can't read these words out loud because I can't pronounce it. You know, I'm relatively, I'm, I'm decently smart, you know. And some words she used, I'm like, oh, no. But, anywho, um, so far, I am on page, the book's like 300-some pages. I'm on, like, page 150 now, so I'm halfway through the book. But there's just some points that I wanted to bring out, and I'm not trying to convince you to go out and get the book. I'm not convincing you to become a Mariah Carey fan. I just want people to understand, like, whenever you said that you're a fan of somebody, even a celebrity. So I'm a fan. I'm not a fanatic. I'm only a fan, meaning I admire certain things about the person. And so with Mariah Carey's book, okay, I'm pretty sure that the book is biased based on her opinion. But for the most part, like, I personally feel as if she was honest in certain points of it of her book. And one of the points that I want to bring out um, – and the chapter of her book that is entitled light of my life um i'll just read this little subscription of what she says and then i'll explain it so she says even after all of this time 
A part of me fantasizes that one of these days, my mother will transform into one of the caring mothers I saw on TV as a child, like Carol Brady or Claire Huxtable, that she will suddenly ask me, honey, how was your day? Before she gives me a report on her dog or her bird or asks me to pay for something or to do something, that she will have a genuine, sustained interest in me and what I'm doing or feeling, that one day she will know me, that one day my mother will understand me. And y'all, when I tell you that resonated with me, and I know y'all say you always, always talk about your family. I'm not like, this isn't in a negative light. This is like just something honest, you know? And it's like, I kind of relate to her. So me and her mother, my mother and her mother are completely different. Her mother was trifling. She was trifling trash. My mother was not trifling, nor was she trash. My mother just never completely understood me. So I, and she still don't, you know, like certain things, like sometimes people don't understand why you say certain things or why you think certain thoughts or how your mind processes things because most parents, they work and they make sure you got the things that you need to survive. And I feel like with her, she even says, she says, and I quote, um, her mother certainly didn't understand her. So it's like they had this whole generation of like parents not necessarily getting to know them. And after reading this book, I'm like, yo, if I ever have kids, like I get it, I will have to work and I probably have to work hard to provide certain things. But I really want to get to know my, my child because I think it's like quite a few people who, I, I even know people who say like, well, my dad and my mom's my best friend. But then, like, your dad and your mom don't even understand you, you know? So I think from this book, like, so far, like I said, it's some gems in here. Like, it's some things that she said, and I'm like, yo, like, it's dope. Like, even her relationship with her siblings. Like, her brother pretty much was just a victim of himself. And her sister's like a mama. She's just trifling trash. And and you say, oh, that's a rough word. But now, when you read the book, you'll say, yeah, you're right. The mom and the sister trifling trash. Like, they just trifling. Like, they trifling. It's... That's all I can say they're trifling. However, like I said, maybe Mariah is being biased on her own standpoint of looking into, into situations with her own eyes, you know, with, with a prejudiced eye for herself. But if this book is like all facts on each, each spectrum of the situation, like it's really deep. And the book title is the, is the Meaning of Mariah Carey. And I will say like, now reading this book and actually listen to her, listening to her music and like watching different interviews with her, like I honestly feel as though I know her a little bit and I can, I can relate to her. Like I said, like my mom wasn't trifling, but just like her, my mom didn't understand me. And like, that's not just my mom. It's like, even, even my siblings sometimes it's like, they don't, they don't get me. My brother, you don't get me. Sometimes my grandma don't get me. And it's like, I feel her pain. Like, and here's the thing, people. I'm going to throw out this iPad real quick. Mariah Carey got rich people problems. If I was almost a billionaire, do you think I care about if my mom understand me? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Was she talking about, like, experiences growing up, or is this also still current, like, when she hit stardom as well? That her parents, oh. well, her mom and her sister mm-hmm. are still yeah, just gone. terrible. So she said that, um, I'm not done with the book, so... So far with the book, what she's saying is when she was a kid, her mother had pretty much raised her brother and her sister. Her brother and her sister, I want to say, according to the book, they're like maybe six plus years older than her or maybe even older. So when she's born, she's a baby. They're pretty much like preteens or whatever. So her mom and her dad got a divorce. And of course, you know, that takes a toll on the family. 
and her mom just never necessarily got to know her. And her sister is jealous because her sister feels like Mariah was passing for white. So instead of being the big sister trying to understand her, the sister was more like... Are they mixed or something? Yeah, they're... <sighs> Somebody get the gap. <laughs> it's whole mixed. <laughs> what color do you think Mariah Carey is? You thought she was not white? like a fan fan of her, so I don't really don't follow so her. But what race did you think she was? I know she was white. I know she was mixed with something. I didn't uh, know it was like uh, black, black. I don't know. Yeah, she black, black. So her um, and she gets into that too. Like she's like she was raised. Excuse my French people. She was raised like a nigga. So <laughs> she black, black. She the same. She don't eat chitlins. She eat greens. All of that. She black, black. So. Her sister, though, is darker than her, and the sister has kinkier hair than Mariah has. So Mariah got, like, the really white skin, and they got the same mom and dad. But you know, like, how genetics work sometimes. Like, somebody's going to be dark, somebody's going to have kinkier hair. So Mariah had, like, all the white features, so her sister kind of... Her sister punished her for that a little bit, but her mom was, like, not really there. Like, her mom would... So according to her words, her mom would pretty much leave her with her sister. Her sister gave her cocaine, well, tried to give her cocaine, her sister gave her pills, got her high. Her sister was pretty much about to pimp her out. Like, what in the world? Not, you got to read this book. Like, I told you, I'm not trying to sell y'all with this book. But this is like, and I'm really big. Like, I love reading books, especially celebrity books. Because it's like, when you think you know somebody by the persona that they give you on TV, like, you don't really know them. Like, I read Oprah's book, and it was, like, full of baloney. You know, like, her book to me was like, she was a victim. She always victimized herself. Um, I read Michelle Obama's book. It was phenomenal. Like, I got to know Michelle Obama. I read Barack Obama's book. He gave me a mix of Michelle and Oprah. Like, certain parts of himself, he tried to victimize. But then other parts, it's like, it was a phenomenal book. And then I read Mariah Carey's book. I've read um, just different just different books. I love to read books about people, to understand the people, not just based on what I hear or what I see. I want to hear what you pinned yourself. So with this book, I will say it has made me like Mariah more. Because um, like I said, she was vulnerable. She said things that she didn't have to say. She let you know why she operates the way that she operates. Like, yeah, she victimized herself a little bit. Like, she gets into this story in a chapter about her hair. So he went to her um, black aunts up in the hood in Harlem. She went to their house, and her hair was all matted. She looked trifling like a mama, because mama wants to get her hair, right? So the aunt's like, we about to do you a makeover. Like, we, about to, we, we about to fix your hair and everything. So they um, decided to use a hot comb. She said all she smelled was, I, th- I forgot the word she said, but I'm going to use my own word. She pretty much said all she smelled was burning feet. She said, I guess, allegedly the hot comb had burned her hair. So they couldn't do the hot comb no more. Her mom took her to a beach and she pretty much almost drowned. And her mama didn't I'm even just said that. Her mama just said that. I'm like, hey, listen, my first million dollars, I would have sent my mama straight to jail. You ain't getting no house from me. So her mama's still alive? Her mama's yeah. still alive. Her mama, is, her mama probably read that book and was like, yo, how dare you? Like her mama, her mama is, is probably being taken, you know, she's probably taking care yeah. of her mama, so her mama don't care. And she said, like, when she was going through that whole point of, like, actually breaking down, because, like, I'm not, we're not celebrities, we're not trying to be celebrities, that's not what this podcast is for. Again, we do this podcast just for fun, and we do it to let you know our problems, and we work through our problems with you. But all I have to say with celebrities, we only get to see so much of it, right? So at one point, we're super young. We probably didn't didn't see it. But Mariah had a meltdown, 
and she went to her mom's house that she bought. She went to her mom's house that she bought. I'm going to repeat it one time. Mariah Carey went to the residence of her mother that she purchased Mariah Carey for her mother. And she told her mom, like, she, she was having, like, a hysterical fit. And her mama pretty much said, like, now it's time for me to pay you back. So you know how mama called the police instead of instead of saying oh go 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 take a nap and rest your mind instead of saying all of that her mama said I'm about to call the cops her mama called the cops had Mariah Carey arrested I'm about to take her to a mental home mama I love you but you got to go you mama, could all please people keep in mind you can love people from a distance but, you really can but I guess that's hard though when you like a multimillionaire is like. Because if I'm giving you money, then I want to see what you're doing with my money. So I get it. Like if, if I if I get if I if I get a hundred million dollars and I build my mama's house, I'm gonna go check on my mama's house often and make sure she's taking care of the house. Like this was what I, I gave this gift to you. So I get it. However, I think some people like I think Mariah Carey. She's just like she's addicted to the toxic to her toxic environment because she want to feel the love as a kid. And she says it in her book. She's like she's still a nine year old girl in her mind. And I'm like, wake up and spell a coffee. You are a 50-year-old woman who refuses to acknowledge your birthday and you have mental issues. Go to a clinic because your mom is not going to ever give you that love. Your sister, as soon as you release your book, your sister is still selling all the articles about you to tabloids. So it's like, I don't know. I think her brother, however, deserves a second chance. Why? Well, her brother was pretty much he he was a victim of himself you know like her brother was just violent like he never did anything outright wrong to her except like sell stories to tabloids with okay. me if me and my brother if my brother became a celebrity and if we don't have the great relationship and i'm like yo brother give me a million dollars and he say no and if tmz say yo we'll give you a million dollars you got this story you bet your bottom <laughs> dollar i'm about to sell some fake stories so that's not wrong at all like you know what ain't true who care what other people think um, of course i'm gonna sell them stories so that's like pretty much all her brother did so I think like she should just put her brother her brother deserves a second chance in her life for the simple fact of she's giving him money but I don't think he's reaped the benefits of having her as a sister so I don't know you guys should just listen to her music you don't have to read the book because again it's 300 some pages and I'm only reading the book because I'm intrigued by it and I'm a fan but it's a really dope book. It's like it's one of the best. It's one of the best books that I've read from a celebrity about themselves. Mm. Once you're done, you could slide that over right to me. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, I still haven't started my book on Jennifer Lewis. I started some point this weekend. When did that book come out? Didn't it come out like a while ago? It came out a while. Like I read it before, but I don't remember anything. So I just found it maybe like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, I should read this again. Cause I hijacked it from my auntie and I just never returned it. And I don't think she remembers. So what's yeah. the point of giving it back to her? <laughs> um, as we said before, this podcast is just us um pretty much just random ranting and things like that. So I have a rant. But also, I want to get everyone's point of view of this. And this the more the story I, you have to tell me? Huh? Is this the story you have to tell me? Yes. So this is the story. But also, when I think about it more, I have a feeling this is something that you would do. Because you kind of did this before in a way. So anyway, so um, a while back, i say maybe like a month or so ago, um, I threw 
me and a couple of my friends, we threw a party for a group of our friends. Yes, it is COVID. Yes, we took the measures that we need to take. I don't feel like explaining everything to y'all. Anyway, so <laughs> we kept it under 10 people. It was outside at someone's house, so we were not indoors. Um, and then I don't think all 10 people came, so it was probably like eight of us in total. It was really cute. Um, it was, it wasn't like a regular dinner. We had everybody dress up. We set up the tables really nice. We put lights. So it was like a whole shebang. Cause I miss my friends. I haven't seen them in a while. So it was just something for us to do. So um, I sent out an invitation to everybody. I told everybody, please to RSVP so we could get a count. If you can't come, that's perfectly fine. If you don't feel comfortable, that's perfectly fine. Let me know so I could put somebody else in your place. So um, we did the RSVP just so we could have like a count and then have food and everything ready. And one of my friends, we, so on Evite, you could see when people open the invitation and like they looked at it and everything and it will tell you like who replied yes no maybe and then it just tell you the people who looked at it so I'm going through the list it's coming close to the day so I text the person who didn't reply I was like hey are you coming to the event I need to get a final count then they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't, rem you know, I may have to work that day. You don't need to give me excuses. Yes or no. That's all I'm asking for. Okay, cool. I'm not going to give you a straight answer. So I just left it. I was just like, no, I just put somebody in that, in that person's place. So then we get, um, it's like a day before. And one of the friends who's throwing a party with me, they text the person and it was like, hey, can you let me know if you're coming? Um, so, you know, we had, so we brought the majority of the food. The only thing we asked for the people to bring was just like drinks. So like water, a bottle, cookies, like dessert, something small. Um, then she was like, you could just bring this. And then he was like, what party are you talking about? The party that Asia invited me to? And she was like, yeah, that's the party. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to come. I don't even know who's all going to be there. So then they called me. It was like, hey, so you're throwing a party? Yes, I sent you the invite. So why? So what I did on Evite was I kept the guest list private so people can't check who's coming. So um, they were like, who was on the list? Can you tell me who's all coming? No, you don't need to know. It's people that you know. It's your friends. I'm going to set up groups that if I know two people don't get along, I'm not going to put them in the same place. I'm going to try to group it so everybody is cool. Like everybody will vibe together and things like that. Whatever. You're coming to not still didn't get an answer. So I just left it alone. So the day of the event comes. And we're all there. Everybody's vibing. We have music playing. Food is good. Uh, we had like some Jamaican food, fish, chicken, all that. Drinks, great. Everybody's having a great time. So this party started at 7. It had to be like 11 o'clock. Everybody's already in their vibe. The person who decides not to RSVP shows up. Fine. 
we're outside. It's perfectly fine. You could come. So the person comes in. Mind you, we're like playing a game during the what time. time At like 11. Yes. Continue. Yes. So they text me during a party and was like, hey, um, no. No, they didn't. I sent a text. So I was like, hey, we have a lot of food or whatever, going, you know, leftover. If you still want to stop that, you can't. But that was like at 8 o'clock. And they end up coming at 11. Mind you, I tell everybody to dress up. Oh. The person. <laughs> I know where this is going, guys. Somebody's trifling. <laughs> he came in with jeans, a black t-shirt, and this like velvet suit jacket that was like super. Wait, wait, wait. wait yes. Wait. Do I know this person? Yes. The name begin with a J. No. Tell you later. Tell you later. Yes. No, I'll tell you later. So a velvet like suit jacket with like silver on it, a black t-shirt and jeans. I told everybody to dress up. The other guys here came in like suits. You didn't even have to wear a full three-piece suit. You could just do like a nice dress shirt with you know the dress pants if you want to wear a tie you can if you want to wear a bow tie you can't but at least just be dressy it was just something different for us we decorate the backyard whatever okay cool i didn't even notice that outfit until later somebody else told me this i was like what that's what he had okay first of all you came late whatever so you get there and we're still in our own little vibe. We're playing a game. So I guess he didn't notice. Um, well, I guess he didn't feel welcome when he first got there. So like we didn't stop our game and be like, hey, you made it. What's going on? Da, 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 da. So I guess he was expecting that and we didn't give it to him. So <laughs> he didn't like that. Well, you showed up at 11 p.m. Exactly. So first of all, and you didn't like that, that you didn't get the welcome. Um, so then um, he was like, because we talked after this, and then he was like, he went around the table, he said like hi to everybody. And I don't remember him saying hi to me, maybe I doubt I blocked it, but I just don't remember it, but it's fine. Then he asked for a plate. So it was an empty seat next to me. And I was like, okay, you could have sat there. You could have got your plate. You could have got your food. The house was open. You could have just went in the house and just warmed up your food. But I guess he didn't feel like he was catered to at that moment. Yeah, I, can't, I can't give you my analysis of the situation at hand without knowing who the person is. That means a lot. So I need to know the I need to know a first name. I mean, not a first name. I need a first letter. First letter. Give me one. First letter. I will let you know. But let me finish my story. So, okay. So here's the thing. I need the first letter so I can take all this in. <laughs> it it's not an N. Okay, no, so it's not, a... it's not an N. Okay, is it an R? Okay. Okay, continue with your story. I already. <laughs> okay. So um 
so then again we're still in our whole vibe we're playing a game so i'm thinking he just like went into the house to go warm up his food next thing i know i'm at the table i'm like dang he in the house for a long time like what this man (laughs) did left out past the table i didn't even see him pass us got in his car and drove off and then I was like, wait, he did what? And then the girl who sitting like at the end of the table, she could like see the driveway area. She was like, yeah, he didn't get in his car and drove off. Did he at least leave with a plate of food? Yes. To my knowledge. Guess what? It's 11 o'clock. No, I can't it's judge him <laughs> because I would have did the same thing. I'm here for a no. play of my show. No, you was not about to see here. Come in. You didn't even say hi to everybody. Because you didn't feel welcome, you know. They should have actually a person that you consider a friend, though. Yeah, I know them for a long time. Well, some people, yeah. are, you know, me with parties like that. Here's the thing with me, people I'm a stickler for Tom, so I'm a stickler for black people, Tom. So if my if I say my party starts at seven, if you get there at nine o'clock, that's perfectly fine. But after nine o'clock, if you get there expecting food, I'm gonna look at you crazy. <laughs> and then if it's a dress-up party and you ain't dressed up, we go look at you crazy. Exactly. So you better than me in that aspect of the situation because um, I would have been like the food in the refrigerator and why you ain't dressed up? You know, <laughs> but you know how I am. I'm not really going to confront people at that moment and, you know, tell them off at that time period. So the when did we do this? Probably like a Saturday. So I think he probably texted me on Monday. And he was like, hey, do you have any leftovers? I was like, what? Come again? Shawty, if I had any leftovers, I would not be giving you anything. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I think you just left like that. You trip it. So then he calls me. And he was like, do you want to know why I left? I was like, sure. Tell me, why did you leave? So he was like, so when I first got there, nobody said hi to me. I thought I made the presence to say, huh? Because you were stress raggedy. (laughs) We thought you were the help. We thought you were the cleanup crew. You're so dumb. He was like, nobody didn't say hi to me. Um, And I was like, how nobody didn't say hi to you? You knew every single person at the party. (laughs) And nobody said hi to you. Your best friend was there and they didn't say how do you really that's the excuse you don't go with so that, that was the first thing second thing um it was this girl there okay let me retract he didn't know every single person he knew everybody except for this one person and she was new to everybody um she was a plus one that one of our friends had brought which is fine i don't care she you know she could vibe with her she could vibe with everybody and he was like, yeah, I went over there to introduce myself to her, and she didn't shake my hand. I was like, so you was mad about... Exactly. <laughs> you ain't dressed up, you dressed down. Ain't just your hand. <laughs> and she didn't shake my hand. I was like, okay, so that... Okay. I left it alone. Third one. Oh, well, it didn't seem like you all were socially distanced at the time. 
it was no seat next to me. You could have sat right there. Or if you, you could have ate in the house. You could have moved your chair somewhere else. I, I bet I would, nobody would have said anything to you if you would have moved because you didn't feel like, you know, we were socially distant, but, but we were playing a game. About to eat the food that the same people made. Exactly. <laughs> people just be saying things. Yeah, so it was just really, really interesting. I was like, at the time, I think he just felt like he wanted to be catered to. And I'm not there for it. I'm not about to cater to you. Because you didn't feel like everybody said hey to you when you came in. People People are different. Crazy. People are different, different. And then now you just know... um, what I thought that still, I, you know, I talked to him, we settled things. I have no bad blood against him. It's just now I know, okay, when we hang out, that I still had to just narrow down the group. <laughs> yeah, that's why I tell y'all all the time, I don't share the whole friends because some friends, like, everybody, re- everybody reacts and interacts with people differently. So none of my friends, unless it's like a travel thing, and even with that, you see how I do on travel, like at least one day, I'm going off with my friends by myself, and I get back with the group. Like everybody, they interact differently. So it's like, people crazy. People are, but I just didn't see this type of crazy. I would thought, like, you know everybody here. I don't get, even like off the back, even with the RSVP that I'm asking you, can you just please let me know if you're coming? Yes or no? It's not that hard. Why do I have to go around and ask you 12 times if you're coming oh, or not? Me, I would ask you one time. Yeah. <laughs> you're not invited. <laughs> it's just like, I try to keep it open. I keep my friend group small. But I was just like, you know what? Now I just know how to handle certain people. That's what I learned from that situation. Yeah. Just but how I to handle certain us, people. I think all of us early 90 babies are learning that whole letting go and letting God with people because I'm to this point now where I'm just like in a completely different mindset. So it's like we're friendships. Like I got this one friend and like we're really close. Like we have really dope conversations, right? Like if I'll have to define it like as far as a friendship, it's a best friend. However, like, we have nothing in common. Like, the person don't like to travel. The person don't like Mariah Carey. The person don't like reading. The person don't like the TV shows I like. So it's like, I'm questioning, like, why am I your friend? You know, like, why, why are we even friends and we have nothing in common? So it's like, sometimes you just be holding on to people because you got, you got certain things in common that I guess you like. But I'm like, oh, no, you got to go. And that's what I'm at now. I'm just cutting people off. Now I got one friend that's like my best female friend. Um, we are so much alike that it becomes complicated, and everybody know who she is. My watch, she's like my she. Well, she was at the moment. We're in a complicated place. She um. They would be back together very soon. I don't know why like, they playing. Like she's my female best friend. Like. We just, we talk all the time, and even with the whole COVID thing, like, I think COVID, again, COVID is playing on, like, a lot of relationships and friendships. 
because when you got nothing better to do but to talk to the same people every day, like me and her pre-COVID, it's like I got a job, she got a job, she's busy, I'm busy. So when we talk, we just we we set that we set that time aside and we just talk. But now that every day we got plenty of time and when we talk, it's like we just get on each other's nerves. And so like she just started asking me questions and she started making statements that just kind of it 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 tilted over the cup a little bit. So a little bit of me spilled out and we haven't really been talking like we should for like the past month. And so like, even with that, like she's going to hear this. She's going to be like, Oh, why did you say that publicly? Why didn't you tell it to me? Because you know that privately I am a bear. Okay. I like to be held. I like to be cuddled. I like my belly rubbed. I'm sensitive. I can't have these conversations out loud. So it has to be public. Sorry about that. But all of that to say, like when we went through our whole ordeal of issues, like it kept coming to my mind, like I need to cut off the friendship because at the at, like at a certain point, like I was just, it wasn't even, neither one of us are toxic to each other. It's just like, I was irritating her. She was irritating me. And I just got like, I became over it. So we went a good two, three weeks of not talking. And I mentioned the situation to you, Asia, nobody else. I just mentioned it to Asia, like this is what was going on. Asia's like, oh, you just talk to her. I'm like, I'm not talking to her. I'm done with her. You know, exactly. I'm done. Both, both stubborn. I'm done. Both of them. Yeah, so we both are, yeah, we both are. However, when I like so when I thought about it, I'm like as far as like friendships, like like she's my female best friend. Like if I had to marry any chick today, I would marry her. But also know if I marry her, that I'm gonna kill her. Or either she's gonna kill me. So it's like, yo, like I can't let that friendship go. Like that's somebody that's willing to kill me, you know? They will they're willing to love me and kill me at the same time. So yeah, so it's like I think with COVID, the best thing right now is to take space and I always found like I always had like this bad objective of oh let's take some time apart or whatever I'm like Liz my whole thought process is if you can go a week without talking to me block me but that is so toxic like I want you to go a week without talking to me please go a month without talking exactly I have friendships that especially with my best friend we grew up together and we have gone like months without talking to each other because it's just we have two separate lives that once we get back together it's like no time or space has you know gotten between us but we have had gotten times that you know she moved up north i was on the west side we had two different sets of friends but it really didn't you know put a stress on our relationship but you know, it's like things happen. You two will regroup. It's going to happen. But then I'm going to make it happen. But here's the thing, though. But I realize it's not her. It's me, y'all. I'm toxic. <laughs> so every time, every time I hang out with my best friend who lives on the um, East Coast, like, so this is my guy best friend. So if y'all know, I have five best friends, right? I got two female best friends and I got three guy best friends. So my guy best friend lives on the East Coast. And every time we hang out, like when when I come back to normal, like when I come back home, like we don't talk. And it's because I, again, I'm not the person to say like, oh, well, I had an issue when this was said, I had an issue when this was done. I don't like this. I don't like that. I just like count things in my head. And when I'm done, I'm done. And so my friend was like, yo, like every time you leave is always weird. And I wanted to say because, like, you always say or do something stupid that I don't like. But I didn't say that. But I'm saying it now publicly. I'm sorry that it has to be public. Again, I'm a teddy bear. I can't, I can't be mean in private because it's just me and you. But publicly... You can't be mean if you're just telling them something that you don't like. 
like Mariah Carey, I got issues with being understood, okay? <laughs> I was as a kid, so therefore, it's hard for me to understand that I can just talk to people about certain things. But yeah, all of that to say, people, I'm going to give a public apology to my two best friends, my guy best friend and my girl best friend. I'm sorry for being a jerk. I'm not going to say I'm going to work on it because I'm really not. It's, it's who I am. You know, how to, you know the deal. You already know what the deal is. We had an episode about this. You need to work on it. Yeah, but you know, I'm like Dr. Oz. I can say all this stuff, but it don't mean I'm going to do it at home. <laughs> this is for advertisement purposes only. Y'all be safe and y'all be good. But with me, no mask. Mask off. You know what, people? We're going to continue to pray for him. <laughs> uh, definitely. But the two best friends, I hope you hear this. And he is being sincere. They know he crazy. We all they know, know this crazy. They know whatever. I, they know that my apologies come with satire. And I, and it comes with, what's the other word? What am I? I'm sarcastic. So if you don't like, if you don't get this, they know what it is. Malak's going to hear this. She's going to say, hey, can we talk? I'm going to say, no. I don't want to talk. In, I don't want to talk in private. If you want to talk to me, you come be a guest on my podcast and let's talk it out. And you know, that's what else she did. Let me tell you. So she <laughs> knows that man, you got this little podcast and we trying to take things off. We trying to be the next Steve and Shirley Strawberry. Do you know she had the audacity to go on another guy's podcast? Not once, not twice, but three times. Right. So what if I didn't invite you on Perks? You still right. should know. I didn't see her broadcast it. I'm going to see if so I can hear it. Oh, she did. Oh, it sounds a mess. I heard it. It sounded a mess. But, <laughs> no, don't cut it off. It is what it is. It sounded a mess. I told her that. But she sounded nice on it. But like the group of people was like, they'll never be Perks podcast. However, yeah, like that was like, and that that's what popped my popcorn. That was the needle on the camel's back. I'm like, oh, really? Malak, darling. I'm like, oh, really? Speaking to you right now. Please call this man. Do as you hear (laughs) this podcast. Just stop. Get this man a call. When y'all talk, then resume the rest of this. Exactly. (laughs) My mama be like, like, oh, how was my lock? I'm like, I hope she's alive. You know what? You can come (laughs) by and talk to us anytime. I thought she got to be invited. You saw anytime. Let but, me know. But yeah, so all of that to say, like, if you got strong, if you got friendships right now that you feel like are being tested due to COVID, like my situation, Asia's situation is different. She's not really friends with this person. Like, you need to let you need to let blue jeans, blue jacket go. <laughs> like, if they're gonna be showing up to parties late and taking food and getting their cars dirty and all that. Oh, like, so. My. My friend group is small. So, you know, we hit up each other here and there. I make sure people are live. You know, we don't have to have a full-fledged conversation. But you're live. You good? I'm good. I don't need to talk to you every day. It's all good. For all of that to say, if you have those friendships like that, and if you got people that you love that you're close to, like, build on those friendships and take a break if you have to. Yes. Don't let let the friendships end because when when all of this is over with, and you at work off of that unemployment that's about to get even better, $650 plus your state's amount. When you offer that unemployment and you back clocking into your regular job, 
and you finally get that little bit of time you want to call up that special person, that special friend of your life, and you can't, don't say he ain't tell you. You better make them amends now. Mend that friendship right now. Yes, mend it. Get it together. Because whenever Nick marries somebody else or you marry somebody else, I'm not going to have time to pick up the pieces to this puzzle. I am so you just put everybody business up out there. I see you so <laughs> but that is true. Um, if you feel like this is something, it's okay to take a break from people because hey, sometimes I need to take a break from people, and it's not you know bad blood or anything like that. They may be putting on stresses that you can't take right now. And that's understandable. Um, but if it's really like a toxic relationship, they should oh, let it go. Usually let that go. If they go show up at eleven o'clock and get us a gold plate. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> so yes. So we're not just telling you to cut everybody off. We're just you know talking from personal experience. Yeah. We don't want you to go down your friends list and be like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. But. <laughs> And then also learn to compromise. Like, I'm finally learning that word. Like, you know, I have been a person, I was never one to compromise, but I'm finally learning what compromise means. When people say, let's budget, I'll be poor for a day, you know? So it's like, it's kind of like this. So I had a friend ask me, did I want to go someplace? I said, no, because like, I've been there before, I didn't like it. But my friends are all like, have you ever eaten ice cream? Of course I've eaten ice cream. They're like, well, what if you didn't like ice cream? I said, yo, try this ice cream with me. Would you try it? I'm like, no, because I've already tried it. They're like, well, why not try it with somebody different? You never know the experience that you're going to have. So compromise is, as long as it don't cost you your life or your relationship with Jesus, compromise is very important in friendships. And during this time, you got to compromise like never before. Because people can't travel. And people, some people ain't got no money. And then your friends that's on unemployment, they stingy. They don't want to share with you their wealth that they have been blessed with. So you got to compromise. <laughs> and if you know of any way, people, that I could get laid off from my job to get a hold of this wealth of unemployment, DM <laughs> us and let me know what I can do. Could I take the staples and the stapler or do I got to start with the pins? I need something to get this unemployment money. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, that would be the word of today's podcast. Compromise. Compromise. And, Don't show up late. Show up on time. Compromise. <laughs> so, I don't know about you, but I think this whole episode was kind of part of perks. Yeah, it definitely was a perk. I mean, my perk was definitely reading this book. And, like, as soon as we're done recording today, I'm going to go give me some food. I'm going to go finish reading a book. Hopefully I'm done with it by next week so I can share the ending with y'all and my overall take on it. But that's definitely my perk of the week. Um, it'll have to be people perseverance. Um, I'm going to say that Mariah Carey, she's definitely one person that persevered a lot. And her perseverance through her music and through her words and through her actions and through her thought process it's definitely helped me to see like different lights at different ends of tunnels that sometimes you feel like you're in a situation or you feel like you're alone and other people don't think like you, other people don't see life like you do, but now there's always somebody there that got your back in a sense, whether, whether they right in your face or whether they're a million miles away. So yeah, that's my perk. I, I love this book. I'm not selling it to y'all, but if you want to market for a book, um, the meaning of Mariah Carey is a very, very dope book. Yeah. I may read it. I see. 
But yeah, but um, mine's for this week or in general. Um, E, which is energy, which is one that I don't think we use a lot. And why I use energy is because just being around people, um, also with traveling, how their vibes could affect your vibes as well. And people's energy could also, you know, set your mood, so to say. So always have good vibes around you. Let the energy be good. If you do have vibe, bad vibes or anything, just try to get rid of it as soon as possible. Um, this is during COVID. It's a tough time right now. So I just try to be on 10 all day, every day, any way I can. Yeah, that's true. I definitely agree. Energy is everything. Yeah. Bad energy at all tells you what you need to know. Maya Angelou said, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. You got to recognize people by the energy they put out. So I agree with you, Asia. But nonetheless, we want to thank all of you beautiful ears for listening to us with your ears, your head, and your hearts. We really do appreciate it. Um, We really do appreciate the small fan base that we do have. Um, we feel like that you guys are understanding us and understanding our process um, much better. Uh, we're going to try and get more guests on the show as soon as possible once we figure out our little unemployment situation yes. uh, <laughs> that we're working on. <laughs> but we've been extremely busy with life and traveling and all of that. But again, we do want to give you a warm, hearty thank you, thank you, thank you. It means a lot to both of us. I'll speak on behalf of both of us. Um, but this is Perk's Podcast. Until next time, hope y'all have a great day. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk.